Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. Hello and welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. My name is Jeremy Evans, your host, alongside Mike Adams. Hi, Jer. How are you? Good. Very good. Good. It's always good to be together with you. Yes, it is. Talking about mold. It's our life, Jer. It's our life. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're the, the mold. We're not the mold guys. We're the fun guys. Yeah, it's the life. It really That's is right. the life. And um, <laughs> just so you know, we kind of it says it in our introductory um, little message. But we we've dedicated this podcast to mold education, um, specifically focusing on health as well as um, some remediation tactics, as well as just understanding how mold operates in our, in our, how it affects our lives in our homes. So we've, we've covered an array of topics, talked to an array of experts. and It's been fun. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah. And hopefully we've helped somebody. Yeah. And, and our, our producer, Nez, is, 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 bu- is bugging us to, to say you need to subscribe or, or to encourage. He's behind the glass. He can't do much to us right now. Yeah. But she but wants us to say subscribe. So. All right. Please subscribe. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do that, but. <laughs> but I'm sure our listening audience does. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. We actually have a, a huge list of of topics that are in the shoot. And as I've mentioned before, if you have a topic that you're really aching to know about, um, please message us and, and, and we can consider doing that. So this one, the impetus behind this one, Mike, is kind of funny. I mean, I don't know what the impetus is, but you and I were, ch- were kind of laughing about how Anyone who really writes about mold, I know, I know where you're going with this. A book yeah. or a blog yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? I, I can tell you the first one is, you know, Jeremy, mold is ubiquitous. Yeah. Is that the one you're thinking? Yeah, that's yeah. that's one of them. So when, when someone's <laughs> writing a blog or an article, just introductory, you know, <sighs> comments about mold, they'll always say, mold is ubiquitous. Da, 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 da. And then we all have to stop and look up what ubiquitous means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it means everywhere, FYI. Yeah. And then another thing that they commonly say is, mold even, they even discovered mold in the Bible. It Mold's, talks about it. Jared, mold's been around forever. It's been around a long time. It's even in the Bible. It's even in the Bible. So, yeah. And there are probably a couple other things that are that you commonly, you start reading about mold and you, you're just bound to see these things. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like everybody that writes about mold, I got to prove my credentials somehow. <laughs> so I got to throw in ubiquitous and Leviticus. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually, we've talked a lot about how ubiquitous mold is. Mm-hmm. That's definitely no secret on this podcast. Today we're going to, I thought this would be kind of a fun one where we, we'll talk about what it mentions in the Bible about mold. Because it actually, I mean, surprisingly mentions it, you know, quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. And even gives, you know, some, you know, ancient remediation practices and just some things that they were thinking. I'd, I'd like to even read some of those verses, Mike, and then. If you if you have a comment, jut in because there's some interesting okay. commentary to be made. I think. Yeah, I agree. Sound, I agree. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sunday school is brought to you by Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Well, yeah. I always thought you were a spiritual guy, Mike. I I try. And so I really here, do. I try. Here we are. So actually, I'm going to start in Leviticus 14. Unless you had wanted me to start somewhere else. You um, have some stuff in 13. There's some stuff in 13, but it's more along the lines of, of health, personal health. Uh, uh-huh. of, well, the Bible kind of 
The translation of the Bible kind of confuses, I think, mold with leprosy. Yeah. And they use it kind of interchangeably. Yeah, I did read about that. Yeah, yeah, but 13 is more, you know, if you've got it on your skin, leprosy or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, go to 14. We'll go to 14. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read some of it, if you're okay with that. And, and, and we'll just plug in some commentary. So um, this is referring to Moses and Aaron. When you enter the land of Canaan, which I'm giving you as your possession, and I put a spreading mold in a house in that land, almost like it's a curse. Sounds yeah. Like. The owner of the house must go and tell the priest, quote, I have seen something that looks like a defiling mold in my house. See, we get those phone calls all the time. They don't <laughs> They don't say it in those that many words. But yeah. That I, would be funny if they used the word defiling I've mold. I've got a defiling. They should because it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, going on, the priest is to order the house to be emptied before he goes in to examine the mold. Now, we have people empty when we do some treatments, but not before we examine it. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but so, I mean, I guess in some cases, yeah. how bad yeah. it is. So that nothing in the house will be uh, pronounced unclean. After this, the priest is to go in and inspect the house. He is to examine the mold on the walls. And if he has, and if it has greenish or reddish depressions that appear to be deeper than the surface of the wall, the priest shall go out the doorway or uh, of the house and close it up for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall return to inspect the house. And if the mold has spread on the walls, he is to order that the house or that the contaminated stones be torn out and thrown away into an unclean place outside okay, now town. Let's, let's talk about this for a second. Why okay. do you think the seven days? I don't know, but we were, we were commenting on, you know, how does this differ from current practice? Right. I don't know that I would say, oh, you've got mold in your house, leave, and let's Please. just lock it up for seven days. <laughs> let's shut her down. <laughs> in most cases, that would make it worse. Correct. Uh, you know, especially if you didn't have, like, HVAC running, those right. kinds of things. What, what are your well, thoughts on the seven uh, well, days? Well, two things. One is I, I'm picturing, and I don't know, but I'm picturing a stone, a stone wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is not a great food source for mold to begin with. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain around all of this. but yeah. yeah. That's a good point because, yeah, anciently, it's not like they're dealing with paper, paper right. walls like we have, paper and, and you know, the gypsum board. So you'd think that, but, but I, you know, let me give you a story. I was in Cancun, Mexico last year, just on a vacation, and we went to a lot of ruins, mm -hmm. and it, all of it was stone built. Yeah. And... And I thought for sure it was, it's a very wet place. Right. And you'd see like kind of algae moss stuff growing on all mm -hmm. kinds of things, yeah. rocks and trees. And and I thought, you know, these structures, yeah, yeah stone is not a great source for mold. I, yeah. I'm not going to see it inside or, you know, it's, it's pretty well ventilated. Now, again, that's probably because they've been deteriorated so much. But I actually went into a couple of stone structures where I did not feel good. You could tell it was mold, huh? Yeah, and I think it's yeah. largely, yeah, I felt kind of like I do in some of these molding. Well, I guess it's, it's no different than mold growing on your ductwork, your, you know, your aluminum ductwork. Mm -hmm. You would think aluminum is a terrible source for, for food, for mold. But if there's enough dirt on yeah. there or dust. That's probably where it starts, right? Yeah. It starts on yeah. that dirt and dust. But yeah, I, the, the other thing I noticed is, you know, the, the, those structures, especially when they were, you get deep, deep into a cavern or something. Mm -hmm. They do not breathe well. I mean, yeah. there's there's little to no fresh air in there, and so yeah. Um, although it's not a great source, there was just yeah. Maybe. And for all we know, there was a there was a misunderstanding in the translation. You know, maybe yeah. it was 
leave the house for seven minutes. <laughs> That's true. What is a day? What is a day in the Bible? That, you know, it was yeah. built in, or the, the world was created in seven days. So. Right. That's that's pretty quick. <laughs> that's pretty quick to build a world. <laughs> okay, so carrying on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tear down the, the stones, take them to this unclean place reserved for that kind of stuff outside of town. And then he must have all the inside walls of the house scraped and the material that is scraped off dumped into the unclean place outside of town. So the unclean place being the city dump, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's where we take our stuff, too. Right. Then they are to take other stones to replace these and take new clay and plaster the house. So replace it with some new stones and plaster the house. Um, carrying on, 43. If the defiling mold reappears in the house after the stones have been torn out and the house scraped and plastered, the priest is to go and examine it. And if the mold is spread in the house, it is a persistent defiling mold. So there's there's mold, defiling mold, defiling and then persistent, persistent defiling yeah. mold. The house is unclean. So they're kind of describing, this is kind of neat because... It's almost they 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 recognize mold load. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, like we got rid of some visible stuff. We we spot treated it. We spot treated it, but but it came back. So obviously this entire edifice yeah is full of mold. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I would. Yeah, that's a really interesting insight. I actually didn't notice that as clearly before when I was reading this. So if it's a persistent defiling mold, the house is unclean. It must be torn down, its stones, timbers, and all the plaster, and taken out. The whole house should be taken out to the unclean place or to the dump. That's I think that I I think you stumbled onto something there, Jer. That that makes sense now. Mold load is in the scriptures. What? Well, can you believe that, Mike? It's in the Bible. I I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not entirely surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that makes years. sense. Yeah, spot treating does not work even even anciently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep going here. So we're okay. gonna get into clothes a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um. Anyone who goes into the house while it is closed up will be unclean till evening. Anyway, anyone who sleeps or eats in the house must wash their clothing. Yeah. So we do know that mold can get. Well, into your yeah. Clothing. In fact, I had that just oh, yeah. last week. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell this the audience the story. Is I was walking around. And I kept telling Jeremy something in this. We have a warehouse here in Utah. Something in this warehouse is making my nose just stuffy. I just stuffed up. Yeah, and uh, you had me even like come sniff where yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. I said, "Come over." In fact, I said, "Smell, smell this garbage can, Jeremy. Can you smell something?" Or I was just my nose was stuffed up, and then we were in my truck later, and and my wife said to me, "Mike, I think that's your coat that stinks." And then you were in the back seat, and you were like, "Holy cow! Yeah, it, it's yeah. bad." So my coat had been in a house that we had not treated yet, and it it attaches itself to clothing. It Absolutely. Does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that is, you normally get, well, at least that's one of your symptoms. Right? That's one of my symptoms. Get I, get, stuffy. I get real stuffy. And then the other symptom I get is, is I, sometimes I can't get enough air to complete a sentence. Yeah. 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 I totally can relate. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely gets into those, those clothes and, um, uh, you know, it, you can, you can, there's ways to kind of wash and get it out of those linens and stuff. And, right. and I recommend it if you have an issue like that. Um, I don't think it, well, so. What does what does Aaron think he needs to do? What does Aaron think he yeah. needs to do? The priest Aaron. Yeah. Well, with the clothing. Mm -hmm. So that's not. I don't have that pulled up, but because oh, okay. this is going to go more into the, um, the bird, the bird incident. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have the? Do you have Aaron's words in front of you? I don't. I, I don't. Um, Are you talking about the the two birds? 
Yeah, but I wanted to. I know what you're talking about with Aaron, yeah. and I didn't have it pulled up. Okay, here it is. But if the priest comes to examine it and mildew has not spread after the house has been plastered, he shall pronounce the house clean because the mildew is gone. To purify the house, he is to take two birds and some cedar wood. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, uh, it says to purify the house, he is to take two birds and some cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop. Hyssop is like a, a kind of a bush, right? Or a tree. Yeah. He shall kill one of the birds over fresh water. This, Kids, we're sorry about this, if this is graphic. Kill one of the birds over fresh water in a clay pot. Then he is to take the cedar wood, the hyssop, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird, dip them into the blood of the dead bird, which I'm sure they caught the blood in the clay pot, right? Mm -hmm. Which also has some fresh water in it. And then sprinkle the house seven times. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much more clear I need to make that, Jer. <laughs> we like our listening audience to try the same thing at home. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. he goes on. He shall purify the house with the bird's blood, the fresh water, the live bird, the cedar wood, and the hyssop, and the scarlet yarn. Then he is to release the live bird in the open field outside the town. In this way, he will make atonement for the house and it will be clean. It's uh, I did notice when it talked about dipping, uh, kind of mixing the the blood and the water. The water, it's yeah, kind of you're diluting the the, the product. Yeah, probably right according to label. According to label, okay. yeah, exactly by label. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I was thinking. I wonder what the EPA would say about this little yeah. little well, they haven't protocol made any, here. They haven't made any claims, so I think they're okay. Yeah, as long as they don't say yeah. anything. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. So, yeah, and there are actually a handful of other times where it mentions mold. You mentioned earlier, Mike, um, we, we've read this guy who totally researched this out and uh, even got into the Hebrew and the Greek of the Bible and, and basically said the word for leprosy, there's, a couple, there's two of them, and he believes that in certain cases— um, what what was translated as leprosy is probably something like mold or, or, I mean that was his hypothesis. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. And what was the? I'm trying to remember the word. Like Ozba or something it's, like that. Uh, it's I can yeah. tell you right now. It's tsa tsaraat, tsaraat. I was not even close on that one. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> but hey, it's okay. We don't. No. We don't. We only speak well, mostly English and the Spanish that you and, know, and and the Russian that you know, Jerry. Yeah. So that's the Bible. And then one, a couple of the things we wanted to mention, I think this is kind of interesting because we were we were talking about um, basically, I, how did we get on to Aspergillus? Well, I, I had been researching Aaron, Aaron being a priest. In fact, that's, yeah. you know, the Aaronic priesthood is named after Aaron, correct? Yeah. yeah. And anyway, somehow I I was on the internet and I found this priest who had, discovered this certain type of mold Oh, okay. called, uh, well, let me read this. So this was a, uh, where did I put it? This was a priest in Italy. Aspergillus was first cataloged in 1729 by the, the Italian priest and biologist Pierre Antonio. I, I'm sure he went by Tony. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Pierre Antonio Michelli. He was viewing fun, fungus or fungi under a microscope. Michelli was reminded of the shape of an aspergillum. Now, Jared, you know what an aspergillum is, right? I do now. <laughs> after, after, okay. I do now. So what's an aspergillum? <laughs> well, from what I understand, 
an aspergillum is something anciently. This is where okay, this is where we connected it. Yeah, right. Because because anciently they used an, an aspergillum was something that they used to sprinkle holy water. Correct. During yeah. some kind of ceremonies. Yeah. Which which is coincidentally, when you're reading some of these passages, that's what they did is they sprinkled sprinkled some stuff the bird blood in the yeah yeah according to label yeah according yes. to label uh -huh. to to you know to take care of mold so. So that's very interesting that, you know, 1,800 years later or whatever. Yeah. How many? No, more than that. Many, many thousands of years later. Right. Yeah. You've got this it's guy. crazy. In the 1800s, right? 1729. 1729. Yeah. Who, who, you know, decided to name the Aspergillus. He's the one that named Aspergillus Aspergillus, right? Yeah. Aspergillus because it reminded him of the... Aspergillum. Aspergillum, which is the instrument that they use to sprinkle sprinkle, sprinkle holy, holy water. water. Yeah. yeah. And to give you a visual, since since many of you are probably listening, <laughs> an aspergillum. Well, you, uh, let me preface this by saying you did not think it looked like an aspergillum, did you? Well, not at first, because because I'm used to looking at at reports of you know from spore trap testing. Right. I've, I've looked at yeah. many, many, many you know sl uh, microscopic slides. Aspergilli. And, of yeah. Aspergilli. And it's yeah. usually just a dot. I mean, it right. really is it's just, a speck. Yeah. just a speck on there. And this one had a speck with like, you know, a, a, a pillar or, a, or a, you know, a pole going into it. A little yeah. shaft. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute. Only to realize they're keeping the hyphae. The hyphae connected to it. Connected to it. Right. So, so when he looked at it under the microscope, he probably saw that little dot. Yeah. Plus the little hyphae stem or what, you know, we say stem. That's not the right word, but yeah, the hyphae that's connected to the spore itself. Yeah. And he thought that looked like an... He thought, well, we, what, what, what we all would think. We would say aspergillum. I, that's what I would think immediately is an aspergillum. <laughs> so yeah. that's, an as, that's an ancient aspergillum right there. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's really interesting. So I think as far as the Bible goes, I think we're going to wrap it up there, but we'd like to take a commercial break and then we're going to field a few questions from our listeners. That sounds great. Does that sound yeah. okay, Mike? Yes. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. Are you aware how dangerous mold can be? Did you know 70% of people in the world have mold inside their homes? And about half of these people are genetically predisposed to mold-related health problems? Tune in to expert host, author Mike Adams, and mold specialist Jeremy Evans on the Mold Matters podcast and hear them discuss the effects of mold in your life and how to best take care of it. You know, obviously there might be more to say about mold, but I think it's interesting to hear those passages and just and just think about how this really has been a, a problem from the beginning and, and people have been trying to figure it out from the beginning. Well, and interestingly enough, at least I think it's interesting that here in the United States, Mold remediation really wasn't a thing until maybe the 70s. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but I think it has a lot to do with uh, HVAC systems in a home. Yeah, and and there's a little bit of mold in one bedroom, but we installed this this mold distribution system mm -hmm. to make sure we get mold throughout the house. Mm -hmm. um, and we changed the way we build things, and we're using right. you know inferior products where they used to use really good hardwood. Yeah. We're now using other things. We've talked about that in other podcasts, but yeah, we've done some we've done some dumb things to to make our houses moldy. That's that's really true. It, it took us thousands of years, and we're just barely starting to be like, wait a minute. But yeah. again, but but again, like you said, it's part of it's what we're doing to our home. So yeah, really interesting. Um, okay, we're gonna just do a few questions. Um, I'll, I'll I'll ask them to you, Mike. Okay. Um, what 
is the most dangerous mold out there? Um, is there one? No, I, my personal opinion, no, no. Um, I think there's a couple that are really scary molds compared to the others. But I, I guess my first thought when you said that, what is the most dangerous mold out there? It's the one that's in your house right now. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's a good one. But um, yeah, you, you talk about the two, what we call marker molds are Stachybotrys and Catomium. Um, but having said that, I've seen people get really, really sick from just Cladosporium yeah. or Aspergillus or, um, you know, Fusarium. Yeah. It's it's really hard because it's it's almost a moving target because different molds affect different people. Yeah. And um, it could even be, you know, my my wife is sick and I feel fine. And it's just, it's kind of a moving target. It's, it's hard yeah. to wrap your arms around it. Well, and, you know, we always talk about the woes of testing. And, and I've had people say, hey, actually, I just had this a couple of weeks ago. He's like, hey, I have, looks like a little bit higher on the penicillium aspergillus. Yeah. I think that's what I'm allergic to because I'm feeling sick. And I, I tend to say, I don't know that I would look at that air quality test and I say, yeah, yeah, you must be sensitive to penicillium, penicillium and aspergillus because they're a little higher on this test. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know if that's a, a great way, anyways, to diagnose it. I agree. Yeah. You actually answered the third one, so I'm going to go to the second one. Okay. How do I know if there's a lot of mold in my home? Um. um I don't know if there's a great definitive way to know. I mean, there's different, there's all kinds of testing that can be done. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you what kind of is a tried and true test is if you go away on vacation mm -hmm. and feel great, and then you come home and either one or two things happens. One is you open the door and you're run, wondering, wow, that, that smells kind of musty mm -hmm. in our home. You probably have mold. Mm -hmm. Or if you go away and feel great, and then come home and start feeling kind of rotten again, mm -hmm. that's a big sign that you have mold as well. And have someone who doesn't live with you and who's not, because you get nose blind. Yeah. Someone do. who doesn't live with you, have them come visit and yeah. tell them to be really honest. Be, be what, yeah. what do you smell in my house? Be what deadly honest with me, yeah. And if they say, yeah, it smells funky, a little musty, yeah. a little, um, this house you and I were just in this morning, it, it didn't smell musty to me, but it definitely had that, like we talked, that sweet, toxiny smell to it and it'll throw you too because when people use air fresheners throughout the home yeah it's really hard to yeah to, to sniff that out yeah because that lady i asked her i was like can you smell that she's like no and I, i'm pretty yeah. she lives there i mean yeah. it's hard to, to to smell it if you're yeah. in it all the time but but i'm not in it all the time and i came in and we immediately both looked immediately at each other just like, like oh man this is not good funky and we here. did we did find a fairly significant patch of yeah of mold yeah we so. did luckily towards the end there I'm yeah and then last question, you kind of already mentioned it, but it's this idea of, um, you know, why am I sick, but my husband's not, or my other family yeah. members are this not. Is, this is one of the most common things we run into is a husband thinking his wife is just nuts. Yeah. just We see it every day where the wife is sick and, and the husband is not. And it's no different than, you know, one kid may have a peanut allergy and the rest of the kids in the family are fine. It doesn't mean the one kid that has a peanut allergy doesn't mean it's all in his head. It means he has a peanut allergy and mm -hmm. mold is the same exact way. Some people are allergic to it and it, and it uh, causes some kind of a response to your, you know, to your system. And some 
can live in horrendous mold and it doesn't bother him at all. Yeah. So it's just, it's like I say, it's a moving target that way as well is everybody responds to different molds differently. Yeah. And so it's, um, I, I've learned over the years, just if she feels like she has mold in the home, she probably has mold in the home. Yeah. I agree. So, well, thanks Mike. I think, yeah, I think we'll call that a, uh, a podcast, call that an episode. And, and again, I, I don't want it to say this, but our producer does to subscribe. It's, it's not me. Have we, have we complex, have we complimented Nez? He's a great producer. She's, she she's is. really good. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Keeps us on track and she does just telling people to subscribe. <laughs> All right. Well, till next time, thanks for joining us and uh, have a great one. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.